Hello, and welcome to Bougie Adjacent. I'm Amanda Lauren. And if you're wondering, okay, two things. If you're, if you're hearing a weird sound in the background, that's my washing machine. Which brings me to the topic of this show, DIY, to DIY or not to DIY? That is the question. And just to give you a quick preview, the answer most of the time is not to. But let me backtrack. If you're wondering what the hell happened to this podcast, I want to apologize. I want to explain. So a few months ago, I came down with something called Bell's Palsy, which is a fun virus where the whole left side of your face completely freezes up, which sounds like something you would want to happen in Botox, except for the fact that it's not from like your 11s to the top of your head. It's like literally the whole left side of your face and it affects speech. And I sounded, my speech was just not, can I be politically incorrect? I'm going to be politically incorrect here. It sounded as if I might have had some sort of brain injury when I was speaking. Um, And I don't really want to sound that, like, that's not appealing for a podcast. That's not appealing for anything. Um, and so I wanted to wait. And so I want to apologize, but I am going to try to do shows weekly with guests. And the joke is like, I've been offered such good guests and I'm like, I literally sound like there is something wrong with me and I'm too embarrassed to do the show. It also affects other things too. Like when you drink, it comes up. So it's very hard to like eat and drink. It's really painful. And I would say I'm like 95% cured. Um, and obviously my speech is fine. So I just want to, want to apologize for that. Want to say hello, want to drop in. Um, it's funny. So the reason why do you, wait, do you hear that? I don't even know. Wait, let me see if like the waves, I'm going to shut up for a second. I'm going to see if like the little waves come up on my, um, on the garage band here. See if you guys can actually hear it. Cause I don't listen to myself before I post these. Okay, it doesn't, but if you were, I know this is a great podcast, Um, but it literally sounds like someone is being violently beaten, like in the next room, and that is where my laundry closet is, and no one is being violently beaten, it's that my building's maintenance person is just not very good at his profession. You know why? It's hard to fix things. It's hard to do things. It's hard to do things yourself. So, bringing it back. To DIY or not to DIY, that is the question. So yesterday I went and I took a walk with my friend Jane, whose apartment I redid, and I'm going to have, I'll probably show pictures on Instagram um, at some point. We're still finishing it up, but I decorated it for her. It's awesome. Um, And we ended up talking about, of all things, I swear, I hope there are no men listening, about gynecology about gynecologists. And I was saying I had to find a new gynecologist in LA because the one that I had in New York, um, who actually delivered me, unfortunately passed away because he fell off a ladder and died. And she looks at me, we're like stopped, which is unfortunate and horrible, obviously. And said to me, she's like, I don't know. I'm just like, why does it feel so weird to say that? And she's like, well, it's like children and swimming pools. You just never expect it, but tons of adults fall off of ladders and die, which reminds me of an appearance on Cheddar TV that I had probably two, 
two years. I can't even keep track of time in COVID. Could have been a year ago. Could have been a year and a half. Could have been seven years ago. Not even sure. Um, hashtag COVID times. Um, where I talked about DIY disasters and there was this report saying that like there are so many emergency room disasters that end up, because people just end up literally falling off of ladders or like using power tools incorrectly. I mean, it's, it's bad, kids. It's bad. So I thought I would talk about, it's funny, I was thinking of doing this episode on like peel and stick everything and then if you should do that yourself. But I think I'm going to talk about DIYs as a whole, which is this. You should not, if you have to ask yourself, okay, it's sort of like, I'm going to sound really woke here. You know how sometimes they say like, if you have to ask yourself if something is racist, it's probably racist. If you have to ask yourself if it's a good idea to DIY something or not, it's probably a terrible idea. Like, there are certain things, like plumbing, anything involving power tools, and you have to rent them because you've never used power tools before. Um, I have a friend who, here's a really good example. Um, I have a friend who was actually in that article from, like, by the way, this article keeps getting recirculated and, like, continues. If you look at my Twitter, at Amanda Lauren, um, I'll retweet it because people, like, I, people tweet that article like a few times a week. It's in some like automated like feeder aggregate thingy where I don't know, it thinks it's like a new article. Um, oh, also follow me on Instagram at it's I-T-S-A-M-A-N-D-A-L-A-U-R-E-N. Um, link is in the show notes. So as I was saying, <laughs> as I was saying, um, DIYs. So Here's the thing. You probably shouldn't. Like, if you don't know what you're doing, you shouldn't try, you shouldn't attempt, because you could actually really injure yourself. Um, or worse, you could really end up, I mean, it's not worse, I guess, but you can also really ruin the value of your home if you're a homeowner. And a lot of people do things to try to save money. And at the end of the day, you don't save money. Okay, here's an example. I'm not a homeowner, but I once tried to wallpaper my room myself. Twice, actually. I have tried to do it twice with peel and stick wallpaper. And I'll tell you, it was like I wasted all of this wallpaper. I felt totally guilty because honestly, it was gifted to me. Um, and it just never, like I kept it up for one day. It just never looked right. And I, I took it down and I kind of just chalked it up to a learning experience. Um, for this room, for this, actually for the apartment before this, I had someone do my peel and stick. And for this apartment, I had someone do my peel and stick. I'll tell you the person who did, if you look at my Instagram photos, it's this pink wallpaper with gold birds, um, from temp paper. It's gorgeous. It's actually not done properly. And if you look really carefully at the photos and I should probably Photoshop it, you can see that like, it's not perfect. And it kind of bothers me because I thought I hired a professional. Um, I have used, this is a thing. So like, let me tell you what I could have DIY'd in my apartment and 
what I, and I'll tell you, I didn't DIY any of it. And a lot of people think that I did. And I'm just being really open and honest because I think that when you watch a lot of these shows on HGTV or you see things on Pinterest or you see things on Instagram, it looks really easy and it's not. Like it's not easy to DIY things. Trust me, if it were easy to DIY things, I would have wainscotted every like wall, not wainscotted, eh, would have done like some mill work in this apartment. If it were easy to DIY things, I I would do it to this whole apartment, trust me. But I'm just not like, listen, there are some things I'm really good at. Like I'm great at decorating. I'm great at curating. I am great at making like healthy quesadillas. Um, I'm pretty good at makeup. I am just, I'm, I'm a good writer. I'll, I'll say that because that's my job, obviously. I mean, I'm good... Look, I hate like complimenting myself, but I guess like if I were a bad writer, I wouldn't write for Forbes. Now would I? Um, everyone is like, what an arrogant bitch. Um, I'm funny. I was just not born with that gift. Like it's like Disney princess hair that I don't have. Some women are born with Disney princess hair. Others are, and I'm, I'm just not one of those people. So yeah. Okay, so the wallpaper, peel and stick wallpaper, which by the way, I'm a huge fan of, and I wanted to say this, um, and again, if I do a whole peel and stick episode, not sure if I will, I'll include this information again. Um, I love peel and stick wallpaper. I actually even say if you own your home, I would even consider it over regular wallpaper, especially in kids' rooms where you know every few years your kids might want to, I mean, like, listen... There are no 14-year-olds with dinosaurs and rocket ships on the wall. So if you have a kid, it's definitely something that's like better for a kid's room where you're going to be changing it up because actually installing, listen, like I have a friend who actually can do her own DIY wallpaper and it looks great, um, peel and stick wallpaper, but I would not DIY regular wall. You have to like really pay someone to do it and it's very expensive. Um... So I would say that if you're the kind of person too who likes to change things up, even if you do own your place, I would still do peel and stick. I've never had a problem with it not staying on. The only place, and they say, listen, I've never done peel and stick in a bathroom. And I know that a lot of people do. If you own your home, you might want to use regular in a bathroom. Um, I know this is a big tangent, big tangent. Okay, so peel and stick wallpaper. You know, I use TaskRabbit. There's handy. You can hire handymen. Um, you can always ask on Nextdoor, um, home of the racist and lost dogs. Does anyone else have... I'm on Nextdoor. Like, I had to stop the notifications, but there is some funny stuff on Nextdoor. Like, if you want to know how horrible and ridiculous the people around you are, join Nextdoor.com. Um... Okay, paint. Paint is something people can actually do themselves. I'm just a little lazy. So when we moved into this apartment, I painted my molding. I had my moldings painted pink. Um, I could have done it. Here was my problem. This is why I didn't do it myself. It was a little close to the floor. And I've not really painted anything like that before. And I didn't want to totally destroy the wood floors 
even if you put something down. Like I'm a little clumsy. I'm not that good at things. So I would say that like paint, again, some people can do paint. If you're like, I might destroy my floors, don't destroy your floors. Just pay someone to do it for you. Um, Also, it's a special paint you have to use on moldings. When we move out, I'm pretty sure we won't get our security deposit back anyway because I ripped out a closet. Oh, that's something else. Construction. Don't do your own construction. Oh, this is what I was trying to say before, and now I just remembered. So in that article, I have a friend. I'm not going to say who it is, um, but he is like a pretty talented um He's like a pretty talented person um, in terms of construction and doing things. Like he's really, really capable. And several years ago, he renovated his own bathroom and did like a great, like they redid this whole thing for like maybe 3,700 bucks at Home Depot. Wasn't like a huge bathroom, did a great job. The only thing was this person was ripping out a wall and might've uncovered asbestos, which is something that is, really dangerous. And I looked at it and I said, um, let's call him Dan. I said, Dan, that looks like asbestos. I would either get someone in here or put on a mask. And this was like before, you know, we were all wearing masks, um, all the time. (laughs) Um, and I would cover that up. I would just cover that up right now. I would not move that pipe. I would not touch that wall. I would pretend that never happened. And he did. Um, So I would say too that like sometimes you're doing things and they're above your pay grade and it can end up really, if you've ever seen those commercials for mess, I can't even pronounce it, mesothelioma, mesothelioma, something like that. Fucking mess. Um, I would not, yeah, that's that's what asbestos does. You can get cancer. So again, if you assume there might be asbestos behind your wall and you've never done major construction, pony up the cash. Um, other things. So electric work. I don't think, I considered, I actually seriously considered changing out my own light fixture. The problem is I was afraid of an electrical fly, an electrical fire or blowing up my entire building. And it ended up costing like $150 to have someone swap out um, the hideous chandelier my apartment came with for the Justina Blinkley one that I have. Um, And I would say again, like you don't, if you've never really done it, I would not do it. There are YouTube videos and if you watch them and if you think it's something you can do, maybe. But again, like the risk is like maybe you set your house on fire. Um, Also, obviously, always turn off the, you know, turn it off, turn off the fuse uh, before the breaker switch before you do that. Um, Okay, so other things you should not plumbing. I know of people that like can sort of do things like if you're installing like a water filter under your sink. The problem is if you're plumbing, if you end up like breaking a pipe or there is some sort of opening or something goes wrong, you can cause a flood, which is pretty major. 
Here's something else too to consider if you're a homeowner. If you're a homeowner, obviously you have homeowner's insurance. You, If you're doing something yourself and something goes wrong, it may be against your homeowner's insurance policy to not have these things fixed by a professional. And you may totally, you may not be able to collect on the insurance policy. So that's something to consider. Um, That's something to consider as well. So I just think that these are things to think of. Um, Okay, so ripping out a closet. I, you know, I'll tell you the truth. We could have ripped out this closet ourselves and installed a new one from the container store, which container store, I know I totally owe you an Instagram post. It'll happen this week. I know that's great for like an evergreen podcast. Um, I would say this. Here, here's the problem with things like that or like building things. I would even say with building certain furniture even you're just not as good as someone who does it professionally. And if it's something that is like weight bearing, you want it to be stable and you want it to be as stable as possible. And you don't want to have like, I think that if we, if my husband and I were to have installed that thing ourselves, and honestly, I have a lot of heavy clothing that closet is I mean, if you look at these pictures from Instagram, um, which I'll post, like I said, I'll post this week if you're listening to this episode when it comes out. Um, I'm super Bell's palsy in those photos. Um, I do not look good, but the closet's pretty. I definitely, like to be honest, I styled the closet for the photo shoot. It is totally overstuffed. And it, it still looks a little overstuffed in the photo shoot, but I obviously wanted to take cute photos. Um, there was so much on there. And in my old apartment, I lived in this like, before I met my husband, or I guess while I met my husband, um, I lived in Silver Lake in California. In now, if you're not local, you've probably heard of Silver Lake. Sometimes they call it Williamsburg West. It's very hipster. It's very cool. I had like the greatest location. Like my apartment was in like the shittiest of all shitty buildings. Okay. It was like a very mediocre apartment. I mean, it wasn't nice. Hadn't been renovated since the 70s, but it was right across the street from the reservoir. Um, And it was just, it was, it was just a great location. Like I loved living in that location. Yes, my building super did let his homeless meth addicted boyfriend live in a car in the parking lot. Yeah, that boyfriend did siphon gas from my car and run an illegal car wash out of my parking spot. And yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone in that building was on meth. Also, there was a registered sex offender living there, but great location. Really, it was really all about the location. But um, I like broke that closet, like the closet rod, and I had a huge closet in that apartment. So... It is, it is what it is. You know, th- if you put too much weight on a closet rod, it will break. Although I will say that my closet from the container store is very sturdy. I will also say if you rent, you should probably not do what I did and rip out a closet and install a new one. But um, and I think I explained this in previous episodes. So if you're new here, welcome. If you've heard this before, deal. Um, this is our third apartment in this building. And if... Basically, we moved out for a few, for like less than six months to this other building that was newer. 
and we thought it was going to be nicer and it kind of turned out to be a dump. Like everything, like the ceiling opened and like we had a flood. Um, I slipped and fell in the hallway on a polished concrete floor, which by the way is so easy to slip and fall on. And the person who was cleaning it five minutes before did not leave out a sign and now we're in kind of in a lawsuit. It's a whole thing. So my point is this. So we ended up moving. I'm just like, I'm like, babe, I just want to move back to the old building. And there was nothing available. And we had a friend who lived on the first floor. So we ended up just like subletting their apartment and then taking over their lease. So we're in a one bedroom that is a little bit small and a lot dark. I love it. It's gorgeous. It's great. Do we have an abundance of closet space? Absolutely not. So in in the words of the great Heather McMahon, absolutely not. Um, But I will say this, and this probably doesn't sound good on my part, but to be completely honest, if you think you're going to stay in an apartment for a while and it happens to be like a good deal, and by the way, this apartment's not really a good deal, but we just, we wanted to move. Um, If you, and you're just like, you know, if you end up paying less than a month's security or you're just like, you know, you don't care and you're like, you know what, screw it. I did the math. It's worth it to forfeit my security deposit. Do what you're going to do. If it makes it livable, rip out the closet. Also, I'm kind of convinced if we leave the closet as it is, they'll just have no idea because they just won't. Like, there's like some weird oddities in this apartment that don't match other apartments in the building. Like the bathroom floor is not the standard bathroom floor. This whole, like, so I don't even think they'll notice. But like I said, like we pro- between the repainting we'll never do and the fact that we'll probably leave like a gaping hole in the ceiling when we take my Justina Blakely, um, when we take my Justina Blakely chandelier, yeah, we're probably probably not getting that security deposit back. Another thing too, speaking of peel and stick, are peel and stick backsplash tiles and peel and stick floor tiles. Okay, so I have not done peel and stick floor tiles. I am convinced I could do them. I have thought about it. Um, I have thought about doing it in this apartment because you walk into the kitchen and I don't love the kitchen floor. It's like, it's the, um, it's called wood tile and wood tile is, I have very mixed feelings about it. I think in warmer climates, it's a great alternative to wood flooring. Uh, The rest of the floor is like, is either it's laminate or luxury vinyl tile. I don't know the exact, like, I don't know exactly what they bought, but it's it's pretty nice fake wood. Although in the rest of the apartment, oh, except for the bedroom. Um, and it's just like, it's where we have wall-to-wall carpeting. I hate carpeting. I know people love carpet. I hate carpet. If I could get, if I could never see, I like an area rug. If I could never see carpet, like for the rest of my life, it wouldn't, wouldn't be too soon. Um, but anyway, it's this wood tile. This is the problem with wood tile. And I've had this discussion with many people. No one knows how to grout it properly. No one does. Here, here's something you should not DIY. Grouting wood tile. It has to be grouted. So the, the whole point is it looks just like wood. 
But when you have these huge grout lines that don't match the color of the tile almost exactly, it just looks like garbage tile. It really does. And it me and I will see this by the way in really nice homes. And I'm just like, did you not look at that? Like if someone, if I owned a home and someone improperly grouted my wood tile floor, I would make them rip him, rip it up and redo it. Actually, they probably wouldn't because I'd have such a serious talk with them beforehand about doing it properly and I would lose my fucking mind if they didn't. Um, it has to be grout, the gr- oh, nearly invisible grout lines. So anyway, the floor when you walk, I just don't love it. It's also really light and it's like we're two not the neatest people and two dogs. So it just looks disgusting at all times. Um, and it's funny, Chasing Paper, which I'm going to have an article coming out this week about their peel and stick floor tiles. They have these gorgeous peel and stick floor tiles. And I'm actually thinking of getting them and doing that myself because it doesn't look that hard. And it looks like I could probably just get an exacto blade um, and not measure. I say that now I should probably measure, but I have a feeling I could exacto blade it. And I'm almost thinking of trying on the samples to see how easy that is uh, before I order. Um, So that is something like you could DIY. I also think I could have DIY'd my kitchen backsplash, but it was just too much to do at the time. Um, I have a peel and stick tile one. I'm a big believer in peel and stick tile kitchen backsplashes because usually the ones, if you rent and you don't have a nice backsplash and with all the open kitchens and open concepts that, you know, a lot of buildings have now, it just looks so garbagey. I mean, I have these, my apartment has the most, like, I'm not just saying, like, I feel like we chose this building because it is one of the few, like, French architecture style buildings in LA, and the inside is very contemporary with archways and thick moldings, and it's got, like, gorgeous bones, and then some idiot in corporate chooses these, like, brown and white little square modern tiles, and I'm just, like, this is gross. I wouldn't want like it, let let me preface this. Let me let me change it on. This would these kind of tiles would look great in a fast food restaurant bathroom. They would look fabulous. They don't look good in my bathroom. Um also tiling is something that people can do themselves. Um you just have to have the other tiles cut and you can probably do that at like a Home Depot or if you go to a local tile shop. Um, if you want to tile over your old tiles, which depending on what you have, if you own it and you're just like, and you can tile over it, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, and I don't think that's for everyone, but I also think that like, if it's a small area you're trying to retile and you just don't want to spend a lot of money, it's definitely worth a shot to see if you, if you can do it. Um, or you can even like buy a few extra tiles depending on how much they are and maybe practice on like a piece of paper or something just to see. But with peel and stick, you don't really have to worry about that. But obviously, if you own something, you're probably not going to do peel and stick. Um, although I will say I really like the way my peel and stick tiles from, I think they're from Wall Pops. Um, 
no, they are from Wall Pops, have stayed. Like, I'm I'm very happy. It's like a faux Carrera marble, and it's a lot more contemporary than um, the fast food tiles that are there. But again, I had someone do that for me. I didn't really need to. Here's the thing about DIY. You need a lot of patience to do it, and I'm just not a patient person. I freak out when my computer freezes. I'm like, come on, hurry up, asshole. So... That's, that's sort of where I am with this. You know, if you're really good at like painting, like painting art, if you were like one of those kids that like knocked it out of the park in high school art class, you could probably consider doing, doing DIY stuff. But honestly, it's very inexpensive to just have other people do it for you. You can compare prices with like TaskRabbit and things like that. Just look at the reviews. Although I will say the person that did my peel and stick wallpaper did have good reviews. And to this day, every time I look at it, I kind of hope he, you know, he falls off of a ladder. Just kidding. Just kidding. Terrible humor for you. Um, I don't know. It like really bothered me. Like I was considering writing him a bad review on TaskRabbit, but then I decided at the end of the day, I decided not to, um, I don't know. I felt guilty. I was moving. I was stressed. It was it was a whole kasha. So anyway, to review before I end this podcast because I've been talking for half an hour. Okay, so this is my advice. If you're a homeowner, before you DIY anything, check your homeowner's insurance, okay? And obviously, if you rent something and something goes wrong, you should ask your landlord, even if you hate your landlord. Um, Unless I was going to say, I mean, there's no, unless they really neglect it and don't do it and then it becomes a legal thing. I should probably erase that, but I won't because I'm lazy. Um, So do that. And also just, is it really worth it? And if you can do things yourself, if you do check that policy, if something goes wrong, how much more will it cost you to correct that? At the end of the day, it's just not worth it to DIY anything that could result in permanent damage. Listen, you think you can paint a wall, you screw it up. Okay, you buy another can of paint and then you hire someone to do it. That's not the end of the world. But if it's something really permanent, again, not a good idea. Um, also, I'll tell you... Th- Here's another thing too. I'm not a fan of DIY furniture assembly. Um, I know a lot of people are really good at it, but I also think if you're moving, it's so much easier to just have your movers do it for you or to have someone else do it for you, Um, especially for something. I did assemble a bed once with my friend Bridget. Surprisingly, we're still friends. Um, But then when we moved into this, I wanted to like surprise my husband. Just an idiot. Sometimes I do really stupid stuff where I'm like, I'm going to try to save $100. And like, it just ends up like, I think we drank like $100 in wine and pizza that night. Like when we tried to do it, not kidding. Um, So that is the final word. Don't feel like, don't feel like because you see this on HGTV or you see this somewhere that it's something you can do, that you should do, that you want to do. Like, don't pressure yourself that way. Just spend a few extra bucks and get it done the right way because it will always bother you if you don't. And that's my advice. Hope you enjoyed this. You can follow me on Instagram, again, at It's Amanda Lauren. Follow me on Twitter, at Amanda Lauren. 
Um, you can buy my art. It's the Hamptons Collection for Art Sugar. And if you're a small business owner and you want to know how to get PR, get into Forbes, all of those things, I have a course called Pitch Please um, that I co-created with a publicist where we teach you how to pitch to writers like me. It's super helpful. Um, and please feel free to email um, to email me or DM me with any questions regarding that. Um, I'm Amanda Lauren. Thank you for listening.